stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. If you're interested in making a difference in your local area, you can begin right away. Parents' Rights in Education has a free, turnkey, grassroots opportunity. And we're looking for parents in every school district to join our efforts. Visit our page on the website titled, Join Us. Fill out the information there. Then take a look at the chapter affiliation agreement. All you need to do is fill it out, sign, and return to us. Once received and processed, you will be contacted. That's it. Together, we will stop the erosion of parents' rights in education. Hey guys, this is Suzanne Gallagher, and wow, what a day this is going to be. Today is Tuesday. It is November 2nd, 2021, and I predict this day will go down in history. We will never forget it. We will never forget the day that a candidate for governor of a significant state, one on the East Coast, by the way, that's in the news a lot, Virginia, is standing on principle. And that principle is parents' rights, parents' rights in education. Hallelujah. I have waited three years to see this happen. It was one of my personal goals to make these issues pertaining to what is taught in our public school system, K-12 through public schools, that what is taught is the issue, not the funding, not, you know, all of these other ancillary issues that really are not the heart of a school, which is the curriculum. And the fact that parents care so much about what their children are taught, and when they know, when they actually know and can see the curriculums, and they know what their kids are being taught, they care. That's the bottom line. Parents care. And we are not going to allow the usurpation of our rights to continue any longer. So one of our volunteers in the state of Oregon is now moving to South Carolina, and I wanted to make that an official announcement. She was, is and was, a speaker at our national conference held in Portland, Oregon, Portland, Oregon area on April 24th of this year, and she is featured on our website. Uh, There is an icon on the homepage of our website that says Northwest Safe Schools Summit. And all of those fantastic videos are featured there. You need to watch them, guys. They are incredible. And the third speech features Adrienne Bonzi. And she will be moving to South Carolina. So very excited for her. She'll live in an area near Greenville. So if you live in Greenville, you know anybody in Greenville, I want to introduce them to Adrienne Bonzi. She will be starting a parents' rights and education chapter in the state of South Carolina. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Well, you know, sometimes it has to get worse before it gets better. If you've ever been in counseling, you know that. And um, I think that's what's happened in the last, actually, two, 
two to three years. And with the latest uh, mandates coming down from our horrible governors in many states, not at all, it's never all, but in many states, we are waking people up. They don't like it. They don't like the fact that their children are having to wear masks. They don't like the fact that in some states, they're requiring vaccinations, inoculations, for children in grade school. I just uh, had a meeting today with uh, my naturopath, who is a very level-headed guy, and he, he believes in natural medicine, of course, but he is very much against giving these inoculations to anyone who has a strong immune system, and certainly that does include children. It's not necessary and could be more harmful than helpful? And that's the question we have to ask. And who is qualified to answer that question when it comes to minor children? Their parents. That's it. Parents have the final say, or they should have the final say. And they cannot withhold education from these kids or divide them into groups, and identifying them as the, you know, the vaxxed ones and the non-vaxxed ones. That is not going to work. We have to get back to normalcy. These children have been out of school over a year in many cases, and it's got to stop. I received a very interesting email today, and I want to share it with you. It is from Bernadette Broyles, who is the lead counsel, the lead attorney with an incredible law firm. They do pro bono law work. Uh, for cases pertaining to the usurpation of parental rights, um, primarily in the public school systems, and uh, having to do with the transgender issue. And so I'm going to share with you their email because it is so well written, and uh, really it's kind of heartbreaking, and people do not believe this is actually going on, but it is. It was the first call that I received beginning of 2019 from a mom after our website was retooled and relaunched, and uh, she was she was concerned about her rights. What are our rights in this situation? Her daughter was counseled behind her back. She and her husband, they have four children, and this is their second to the oldest child. This was in Iowa. And on her 18th birthday, on her daughter's 18th birthday in January of her senior year, the counselor in the school called mom into the counseling office along with her daughter, and her daughter presented to mom a 24-page letter. This is protocol. This is how it's usually done explaining to her mother why she felt that she needed to change from a girl to a guy. It's happening all over the country. This is not an unusual story. So I'm going to read to you this letter from Bernadette Broyles with Child and Parental Rights Campaign. Their website is featured on the homepage of our website. And Bernadette Broyles was a keynote speaker, um, along with Adrian Bonzi. Broyles was a keynote speaker on April 24th at our event, and her presentation is featured on our homepage. So the letter begins, Child and Parental Rights Campaign files a federal lawsuit for concealing from parents children's transition identification at school. Last week, we filed a lawsuit in federal district court in Florida on behalf of the Little John family against the Leon County School Board for disregarding their parental rights by deliberately concealing from them when their child expressed a desire to change her gender at school. Last year, the Little Johns told a teacher their 13-year-old daughter, 13, you guys, 13, was experiencing some gender confusion that they were getting her counseling 
and that they had not consented to her changing her name or pronouns. Now, here are parents who are just basically stating their rights. They have the right to make that decision. And if they had known in advance of their sharing that with the school district, they would not have told them. So soon after, when they picked her up from school, they learned that a number of school staff had met with their daughter and asked her such questions as what bathroom she wanted to use and what sex she wanted to room with on overnight trips. My first response to that is, how dare they? How dare they do that without the written consent of her parents? Mrs. Littlejohn contacted school officials about the meeting and was told that she could not be given any information regarding the meeting and that by law, their daughter at age 13 has to be the one to authorize her parents' attendance. They further claimed that the daughter was protected under a non-discrimination law that did not include parental notification or input, unquote. I strongly disagree with that, and I'm going to share with you the law is in contradiction with the school's policy. And this information is found on our website under safety and privacy. It's called FERPA, F-E-R-P-A. Now, this is a federal law affirming parents' privacy rights, protecting the right of parents to access all information about their child from the school. Please access this information. I will put the link in the show notes. Continuing on with the letter. School officials had secretly developed with their daughter a transgender, nonconforming student support plan. Excuse me. I have to say that again. It's in quotes. A quote, transgender, non-conforming student support plan, unquote, for moving forward against the parents' wishes. This document indicated that their child was comfortable rooming overnight with either boys or girls, meaning their 13-year-old daughter could be sleeping with teenage boys on school field trips. What is more, it said her parents were not to be notified. It also stated that school staff were to use a new name and, quote, they slash them, unquote, when referring to the little John's daughter at school, but to use her given name and she slash her, unquote, when talking to her parents, intentionally deceiving the parents concerning what was going on at school. School officials gave the Little Johns a copy of the district's LCS, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, Gender Nonconforming, and Questioning Support Guide. The guide claims that under federal and state law, number one, parents are not to be informed when their children announce that they identify as transgender. Number two, children who express gender confusion are permitted to choose which restroom they will use and that parents will not be notified of such decisions by their own children. And number three, children have a legally protected right to keep from their parents information regarding their gender identity and steps taken by the district to affirm that identity. 
Perhaps the most egregious violation is seen in the guide's frequently asked questions. Quote, question. A student has exhibited behavior in school leading administrators or teachers to believe the student is LGBTQ+. Should the parents or legal guardians be notified? Answer. No. Outing a student, especially to parents, can be very dangerous to the student's health and well-being. Some students are not able to be out at home because their parents are unaccepting of LGBTQ people. As many as 40% of homeless youth are LGBTQ+, many of whom have been rejected by their families for being LGBTQ+. Outing students to their parents can literally make them homeless, unquote. This refusal to protect the rights of parents to control the upbringing, health, and education of their own children cannot be allowed to stand. Amen to that. That is why Child and Parental Rights Campaign is in federal court fighting for the Little John family and to protect parents around the country from overreaching school officials. Please consider making a donation to this very important organization. The work they are doing is stellar, and kudos to Vernadette Broyles and her staff and their entire organization. We love these guys. Now, I want to share some some additional information with you about the GLSEN confidentiality policy. This is how these districts are coming up with these these guidelines. Okay, this is this is from Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network for sure. I'm going to share just a few things about GLSEN with you. And this policy that literally has been accepted in many schools. So we have this on our website and we will share it with you. It is the um, National Center for Transgender Equality Model School District Policy on Transgender and Gender Nonconforming Students. It was revised in September of 2018, and it gives all of the information you guys need to know. I will include this link to this horrendous policy that has been accepted by many school districts. You need to find out, has your school board voted to implement this policy? Table of contents includes um, safe school laws, privacy, confidentiality. This is on page four, student privacy, etc. Media and community communication, names, pronouns, and school records, dealing with media requests, access to gender segregated activities and facilities, considerations for restrooms, locker rooms, etc., etc., dress code, student transitions, and on and on. This is really serious stuff. I'm going to get into more of this next time. I- Wow. Here we are back again dealing with this. Pray for Virginia. And ask your school board to pass the Parents' Rights in Education Proclamation. This is November, Parents' Rights in Education Month. We'd love to have you join us. Please fill out the form on our website called Join Us. Oh, and one last thing. Would you be willing to support us financially? We are 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. And that means that you can take a tax deduction for any amount you give. 
I encourage you to join the 12 by 12 club. That's $12 a month for 12 months. If you do that, you will receive a complimentary parent guide as long as supplies last. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org and click on the donate button. Thanks so much for joining us and helping us do what we do here. This is Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now.